Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. I am indeed honored to have you with me. And we are so excited about what things are happening here at Antioch Baptist Church and through our radio ministry and the podcast. We're grateful for how God is using these uh, wonderful tools and very thankful for this great radio station, also for the availability of podcasts around the world. Now, today I'm going to be talking about something you probably have never heard of in your life, something that may be brand new to you. But actually, it's as old as Adam and Eve themselves. And what is that? Well, there was a crime, yes, a crime, that caused Christmas. What was the crime that caused Christmas? I'm going to tell you about that in just a little bit, so stay with me. Matter of fact, I may not get through today and continue tomorrow in it, but we'll see how far along we go there. But there was a crime that caused Christmas. Now, before we get into that, let me remind you that on Christmas Day, right here at Antioch, December the 25th, we will have two great services on Christmas morning. We'll have an 8 o'clock service for those of you early risers like myself. Come and be with us. Bundle the family up. Bring them on in their pajamas or whatever and be here with us at 8 o'clock on Christmas morning. And then at 11 o'clock, We'll have a Christmas Day service. Pastor Josh will be sharing the Word of God then. It'll be a great time of worship and prayer and praise. And we want you to be here at the 8 o'clock or the 11 o'clock service on Christmas Day. And we look forward to having you. It's on a Sunday this year. And how exciting that is. Not only the Lord's Day as we celebrate it, but Christmas Day. The coming of our Lord. And by the way, stay with me because I have another story that is behind one of the great Christmas carols that we've sung for years. Matter of fact, I don't think there's any denomination that has not sung this song and recorded it in their hymn books. So you'll be interested to know where did this song come from and how did we get it? I'll be sharing some of those things in just a moment, so stay with me. Well, as I began the program today, I said, what is the crime that caused Christmas? It goes back to Genesis chapter number 3. And the crime we're talking about is the disobedience of Adam and Eve. Uh, the old serpent, we know who was Satan himself, said to the woman, the serpent says, Yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Uh, the old Satan asked the question to question God's goodness and God's greatness. Has God lied to you? And the woman said, uh, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Here, boldly calling God a liar and that you cannot trust him, 
He's not good. He's not great. That's Satan's plan. It's always been that way to make you think God's not good when he's good all the time and everywhere and in every situation. And he's great all the time. And then Satan goes on and says, God knows that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And so he convinced Eve to commit the crime that caused Christmas. So in disobedience to God, and can we say tempted and tested and beguiled by the devil, she takes of the tree and eats it and gives to her husband. I sometimes ask the question as I study this passage, why didn't Adam step in and stop this conversation? Why didn't he stop it? I believe he was there. I think he was there when part of this conversation between Satan and Eve took place. Why didn't Adam stop it? We're told that Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't. And then Adam took of the fruit that Eve gave to him, and he did eat, verse number 6 says. The eyes of them both were open. They knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So here was a crime that caused Christmas. They disobeyed God. But there's more to this crime, as in most crimes. There's more to this crime than just the disobedience of God. Because here comes Jesus immediately, the pre-incarnate Christ, in verse number 8, they heard the voice of the Lord God, has to be the Lord Jesus, pre-incarnate, walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Now did, did the Lord Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ, did he ask this because he didn't know? Of course not. He asked this to encourage them to repent. You see, repentance is agreeing with God and what he says about you and your situation. Repentance has always been in agreement with what God says. And here our Lord is giving every opportunity to Adam and Eve to tell him and agree with him what their situation is. And, uh, he says, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he, the Lord, said, Why, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I have commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me the tree, and I did eat. So notice here, Adam misses the opportunities our Lord is continuing to question so he can get them to repent. The complete crime of Christmas is they didn't repent at the very moment. They didn't repent and agree with the Lord about themselves and what has happened. Adam says, it's the woman's fault. And the woman says, the serpent beguiled me. And I did eat in verse number 13. Uh, the greatest crime of Christmas I don't believe it's just the disobedience, but it was the fact they would not repent. They would not turn. And what happened? Well, the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, and notice this, 
her seed, a virgin-born son, was coming that would crush the head of the old serpent. You will bruise his heel, but he'll crush your head. Hallelujah. So here was Christmas promised to Adam and to Eve. Christmas was coming because of the crime that caused it. Think of that for a moment now. The crime that caused it was disobedience to Almighty God, which every sin is a sin against God. Don't forget that. Don't let the devil think it's a sin only against yourself or against others, but every sin's a sin against God. Here was disobedience, but I do believe the greatest sin, the greatest part of this crime is they would not simply repent, and the Lord gave them every opportunity to repent. I sometimes call this the second sin. The first sin, disobedience, the second sin, they refused to repent and agree with God about themselves. And that's what repentance is truly all about. It's agreeing with God about ourselves and who we are and what our problem is. Then we can have forgiveness and cleansing. Well, that song I mentioned that absolutely has been sung by every denomination is none other than O Come All Ye Faithful, written by a preacher, John Francis Wade. Back in the 1700s and 1745, there was a holy war going on there uh, between England and and the Church of England and the Roman Catholic Church. And, man, there was a holy war going on. And uh, John Francis Wade, great student of music, but he was also one that was calligrapher by training as well, a skilled musician. And he took many of the historical songs and wrote them so they wouldn't lose them. And it's a good thing he did, or they would have been lost. And he later on penned these words, O come, all ye faithful. And it became very popular in the 1860s here in America, and even more so in the early 1900s. And O come, all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Come ye, O come ye, to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Well, I see my time has slipped away. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.